Anchor is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free. How cool is that? And then you can use it right from your phone, your iPad, your tablet. Download the app, record your podcast, and that's it. And there are so many creative tools that you can use to make your podcast amazing. You can import music. You can edit and re-record as often as you like to your perfection. You don't have to worry about your podcast being distributed because they take care of that for you. They make sure your podcast is visible on Spotify, Apple, Google, and the list goes on. And then you can easily, easily make money with no minimum listenership. If I were you, I would advise you to use Anchor. Hello, 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 everybody. KDC back again with another episode on today. Want to talk about today a subject that lies very crucial in my life, my walk with God, my everyday life, spiritual, natural, all of the above. Before we make a move. Before we make a move, oftentimes things come about in our life and we we get weary. We get weary in well-doing. Yet we do. I know the scripture says they that wait on the Lord and all of that and you shall reap if you faint not. I understand all of that, but if the truth be told, We get weary. When we feel like it's taking too long, we begin to doubt. We begin to get frustrated. We begin to become irritable. And we begin to think about things to come up with our own plan, our own strategy to find a way of escape out of what God had already promised that he would do. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We, 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 we. We begin to set our own loophole within the strategy. We implement another factor in an equation that was never originated nor designed by us. How can you add on to a blueprint that you never designed? (laughs) And I'm helping my own self right through here. And I, I begin to look at it. Let's go to the scripture. Let, let, let's look at this. Look at the Israelites. Uh-huh. When they were headed to the promised land. It took them as long as it did. Why? Because they wanted to do it within their timing and in their way. God knew that they weren't ready yet, but they were trying to do it in their timing and not God's timing. Go back and read it, Exodus chapter 13. Go back and read it. Look at Joseph over in Genesis. How he waited before his dreams were manifested and fulfilled. The the promise that God had for him. Go back and look at it. 
We often talk about accept what God allows, but when it really stops at your doorstep, can you really accept what God allows? First of all, let's talk about that word patience. How, how do we develop patience? Is it naturally given? Are we naturally designed with it when God created us? Let, let, let's look at that because it talks about over in James that the trying of our faith worketh patience. So if your faith, which is based upon things that you cannot see or feel, uh-huh, your faith is based upon the supernatural. If your, if your faith is never tested and tried, then how do you know how to be patient? If you've never sat in the waiting room and waited on the doctors to call your name, how do you know what it feels like to be patient? But I, I, let's look at this. I love it. I love it. Over in Proverbs, it, it does say, lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, trust God. But it, it also talks about man's steps. Proverbs 20 and 24 are ordered by the Lord. Proverbs 16, let's back up. It said, a man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. Let me pose a question right through there. Are you going to walk if you're not sure? If Look at a little bitty baby. Even with a baby, they're hesitant if their steps are not sure. So right here, it, it, it's in the book, Proverbs. The Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. My God, today, this is helping me, y'all. Psalms 31, 14 through 15 says, I trusted in, relied on, and was confident in you, O Lord. I said, you are my God, my time are in your hands. My times are in your hands. Meaning that I'm giving you full control over my life, the factors and the people in my life. We love to say, do what you will here, God. We love to say, have your way. But what happens when God having his way takes longer than what we expected, longer than what we wanted it to take? What happens? Before I make a move. Got to have patience to weather the storm. Ecclesiastic tells us, Ecclesiastics 3 and 1 talks about a time, a time, a time, a time. To everything there's a season and a time. For every matter of purpose under heaven. So, my brother, my sister... Wasn't going to be before you long, but wanted to encourage and remind somebody 
I know you getting frustrated. I, I know you're getting weary and well-doing. But before you bust a move, let, let, let's stop and think about this. And see, it, it's okay to be real with God right through here. Yes, God wants us to be real with him. It, it, it's okay. Sometimes I have to say it. God, if you don't move, I'm about to mess up. God, I need you to help me right through here. God, remove the frustration. God, remove the irritability. God, I need you to help me. Because I'm about to mess up. I'm about to take matters in my own hands, insert my own factors in your equation, and I know that it's not going to be pleasing to your eyes. God, I know that it's not going to be how you would have it done. So God, I need you to help me, God. It's okay to talk to God before we make a move. Because see, what we don't understand is that we go to making moves that's not of God, that's not designed in his will. And then we begin to alter the course and delay the timing and we begin to delay the promise. And guess what? The more the promise is delayed, the more we become frustrated. The more we become irritable. The more we become upset and angry. Then we begin to backslide and do all kind of stupid foolishness. Let's talk about Elijah for a moment. Over in Kings. When he became afraid. Yes, he did. All the prophets were being killed. They were rendering God's word, and at that time, Jezebel was queen, Ahab was king, and Jezebel was having the prophets killed. And, and Elijah had gotten fearful. And guess what he did? He fled. He went into the cave. And I, I love it when the Holy Ghost appeared, and... The Spirit of the Lord asked him, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? Why are you here in this place of isolation and desolation when God did not call you to be here? Why? Because you made a move before God made a move. It's okay. You know, we're not always so deep and holier than thou. We're human. We, we, we operate in the flesh sometimes. And his flesh got beside him. And he became afraid. He wasn't ready to die. Yes, he loved the Lord. But he wasn't ready to die. And so he fled to the cave. But guess what? At the end of the day, guess what happened? Elijah had to go back and he had to leave the cave. So he still had to get back in alignment and come subject to God's will, God's way, and his timing. Yes, it gets weary. Yes, it gets hard. I 
understand it, my brother and my sister. But right through here is I love it where I can rely on the God of the Bible. The God that we pray to, the God that answers prayer, the God that hears me when I call. The God of Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God today. He said, I am the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I, that's the God that I'm talking about. My King of glory, the Lord who is strong and mighty, the Lord who intercedes on my behalf. I can, I'm talking about that God who let me know that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. Then he also told me, he, he didn't warn me, daughter, the weapons are going to form, but they're not going to prosper. They're going to form, but they're not going to prosper. So guess what? In me accepting what God allows, in me operating in God's will and in his timing, I have to be able to endure and withhold patience. But see, let me tell you, let me tell you before I go to my closing, patience is not all bad. There's some joy in patience. There's some peace in patience. There's a reward in being patient. When you can sit back and look back after God manifests his word and his promise. And you can sit back and look at the fact that you were able to stand and go through. There's a peace about it. That you didn't bend or buckle under pressure. Psalms 1 and 3 talks about being like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. You shall not be moved. It may have not been easy. Yes, it may have been challenging. But God equipped you for this. Many are called, but few are chosen. The ones that he chose, he equipped, and he justified. Before I make a move, let me consider every angle that's about to come before I make a move. Yes, the illusion may look so wonderful right now, but when I pull back the curtain, is it really worth everything that I'm going to have to endure when I could just sit and wait? Because guess what? I just said it. There's a benefit in waiting. God's going to bless me while I'm waiting. No, waiting is not going to be all pressure and, oh, I'm just so, Lord, help me, God, give me. No, there's some joy in the waiting. There's pleasure in the waiting. There's peace in the waiting. There's happiness in the wait. That doesn't mean that you have to stop praying. That doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to come just because you're waiting. But God, he equips you even the more while you're waiting. He builds you up even the more while you're waiting. 
He imparts in you the more while you're waiting. So when he manifests, guess what? You come out as pure gold. You've been tried in the fire. Now you're polished and you're put together. You've been washed and conditioned while you're waiting. Now see, some of us, we, we, we miss it sometimes. We just think God got us here and, you know, God, I don't know what you're doing, God, and I don't know why I'm going this way. I, I keep saying that I'm about to go. I'm about to go for real. But see, some of us, we don't realize why we're waiting. We're waiting because there are people waiting on us. But God has to condition and equip and impart in us for what's yet to come, for the future assignment. to tell you if you've never been told but your life is not just about you. There are souls, there are people there's an assignment that's set just for you. I, 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 I'm sorry if you didn't know that but yes, your life is not your own. You are on a kingdom assignment. Just as Jeremiah, God said, yet I knew you and I formed you in your mother's womb. You are predestined when you were in the womb. So I, I, I get it. You may be an introvert. You may not be sociable. You may not like people. But well, so be it. Your life is not your own. Apostle, bishop, prophetess, woman of God, man of God, sister, brother, whoever, your life is not your own. There's an assignment, a charge, and a mantle that God has for you. And in the waiting process is when he's imparting, conditioning, and preparing you the more to operate and carry out your assignment. God, this has helped me today. So, before my God today, I make a move. Let me go back and look at it and consider this thing. Do I really want to do that? Do I really want to put my hands on what God is already working on and he's already perfecting and I mess it up? Or do I really want to just let him do his thing? Woo! My God. I love you all. I pray that you have a blessed weekend. Be blessed.